It's time for Blessed to Play on EWTN Radio, uncovering the role that faith plays in the lives of sports professionals from around the country. And now, here's your host, Ron Meyer. Fire score! My guest today is Devlin Duck Hodges. He was a former NFL player with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He even went to training camp with the Los Angeles Rams. Now plays in Canada for uh, Ottawa Red Blacks of the Canadian Football League. He played quarterback at Samford University. And we're going to find out about how he got the name Duck, but also his career thus far in professional football. And also what drives him and sets the foundation for him in his everyday life. Devlin, welcome to the show. How are we doing today? Well, we're doing very well, and I know our listeners are going to wonder how you got the name Duck, so we, we're going to have to let them know how you did get it. But uh, at the age of 13, you won the 2018 Alabama State Duck Calling Championship, and thus the name Duck was born. But let me ask you this. When you nail a duck call and the judges give you some great score, do you do that little dance that you would do when you uh, score a touchdown in the end zone? No, no, no. We 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 don't we don't do little uh, no little dance. We just kind of kind of walk off the stage, you know, act like I've done it before. It's a little different on the whole on the duck calling stage. <laughs> so, how competitive is a duck calling contest? Um, it's definitely. I mean, it's definitely pretty competitive. I mean, depending on how many guys you know show up, you know, everyone wants to go win that world championship duck calling contest, and I won I won that two thousand nine. Uh, when I was 13. So I, I think you might have mentioned that I was 13 in 2018. and I don't think I was 13 in 2018, but I was 13 in 2009, and I won the Duck Con Contest, the, World, the Junior World Championship. And then uh, in 2018, I did win um, the Alabama State Duck Con Contest, which qualified me for the World Championship. So you got to get qualified to go blow in the World Championship, which is in Stuttgart, Arkansas, uh, it's, it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving every year, so it's uh, it's pretty competitive. I mean, you got guys that kind of fly and travel all over to these contests just trying to qualify to, to go to Arkansas. Um, I mean, I know that uh, in February, coming up here soon, I will be traveling. Uh, I'll be hopping on a plane and going to a duck calling contest and a little festival, so it's it can get competitive. There's a lot of benefits to winning that world championship, and it's just you know, some, some people this is, you know, some 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 of them are former athletes, and you know this is the only thing that they can compete in. So it's it's, it's competitive. It's a lot of fun, and there's a uh, what my favorite thing about it is there's a good community, and I've met a lot of good people, a lot of good friends that do duck calling contests. So it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's still in your blood, obviously. My bad for those dates. In fact, uh, you won a couple of big uh, tournaments uh, there, and uh, thus the name Duck was born. And we're going to be calling him Duck uh, throughout this show, so now you know why. But let's talk some football here. I mean, you grew up in Alabama, and obviously I don't have your stats in high school, but I'm sure they're through the roof. And obviously the big two schools are Auburn and Alabama, and you decide to go to Samford. So talk about how that went down, the recruiting process, and uh, w- did you want to go to Alabama or Auburn? Was that one of your goals? 
I mean, you know, grow, growing up, I would definitely say I was a huge Alabama fan. Um, and, I mean, I, as a little kid, I'd always, like, said, man, I, I want to play at Alabama, I want to play at Alabama. And then, like, when the whole recruiting process worked, it's crazy because it was like like a light switch. I, like, I still, I still kind of root for Alabama a little bit here and there now that I'm done playing. Um, but, like, when I was through the whole recruiting process, I just kind of, like, didn't – you know, I didn't. I didn't really like Alabama as much as I used to. As a matter of fact, I I remember kind of pulling against them some some games because they were like they wouldn't they wouldn't give me an offer to to go play there. So I'd be like, man, I hope Alabama loses. So uh, <laughs> even as a kid, I definitely you know wanted to play at Alabama, and you know I was I was fortunate uh, when I made my decision to go to Sanford. I had a lot of opportunities to go to a lot of places, but uh, Sanford just kind of felt like a place where I could go and play early because that's 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 all I care about really at the end of the day is I want to I want to play I, I don't want to sit on the sidelines and I, I don't say that to say that I'm like scared to compete at all because I love to compete I'm a huge competitor I compete in everything I do but Sanford just felt like a good opportunity to go play early it felt like a good chance to, you know, go play, you know, have a chance to play for a Division One AA National Championship, and I could have went to some of these mid-major schools, you know, like the Conference USA schools, and, you know, win some games, but I never have a chance to compete for a championship, and, you know, the FCS, if you get in the playoffs, which we did, I think, three out of the five years I was there, um, you got a chance, you got a chance to make a run, so... Mm-hmm. I definitely enjoyed my time at Sanford, and I'm definitely where I'm at today because of my time at Sanford. Yeah, you had fun at Sanford. In fact, I don't even know if you ran the ball one time with all these passing yards, over 14,000 yards in the air, 111 TDs, and you broke the FCS career record for passing yards, which was held by former Alcorn State quarterback Steve McNair. So you had a lot of fun at Sanford just tossing that ball around. There's no question about that. There was a lot of fun, and if, if any of the running backs that was at Sanford with me when I was there listened to this, just know I'm sorry. I love you guys. I know it's tough to be a running back at <laughs> but uh, much appreciated. But it, it is pretty cool because a lot, of, a lot of people may not know, but the, the guy who caught the pass that broke the record is actually a, was actually a running back. So, I try, try, to show, try to show some love when I can. Well, that's an irony for sure. Blessed to play Ron Meyer. Talking today with Devlin Duck Hodges. He's playing in Canada right now in the CFL for the Ottawa Red Blacks. Had a, a great stint in Pittsburgh, and I got to watch it uh, being in the locker room and just covering for uh, Sirius XM NFL Radio. Uh, that was a fun time, and Duck became quite a cult figure in the city of Pittsburgh. So here you go. You're an undrafted free agent on May 13, 2019, and uh, the Steelers re-signed you to the practice squad. I think you were waived initially, then re-signed to the practice squad. You get on your, the practice squad. Tell me what you're thinking, and you're probably just glad to have the opportunity now to play professional football. Yeah, so, you know, I, I signed with the Steelers kind of that summer and went to camp and training camp. and had a really good training camp and, you know, thought that uh, I definitely felt like I was you know, in the top three quarterbacks, and, you know, they, they weighed me. I was on the couch for, like, I think I was on the couch for, uh, I, was on the, I, was, I was at home for two weeks, 
And after their first game, uh, they called me on that Monday and said, hey, we want to sign you to the practice squad. I'm out. So I was fired up. I was excited to go back. They traded away a, a quarterback. They brought me back. So, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there just thinking, you know, I'm going to be a practice squad QB for the year, all this and all that. Like, I remember the first week back, one of the coaches was like, well, hopefully we can just, uh, you know, win win the division early and, you know, the last game or two, Ben will sit out and you can get on the field. Well, little <laughs> did they know, the next week, you know, Ben goes down on an unfortunate injury and uh, they, have to, they have to bring me up. And here I am sitting in the backup, you know, as a backup in the NFL. And it wasn't maybe, I think, what, two or three weeks after that, I was in the game playing. So it was definitely a, uh, a roller coaster of events. And uh, I've always been a guy that's always tried to, you know, prepare like a guy, prepare like a starter. So, um, you know, there's it wasn't necessarily I was nervous when I went in the game for the first time, but uh, there was definitely obviously a lot of butterflies. And I remember, I mean, I was I was bo- I was boys with all the guys, and I remember like walking in the huddle and looking at them, say, "Hey, y'all know what time it is?" <laughs> and uh, it, it kind of fired the guys up, and man, it was a uh, it was an awesome experience. I will never take for granted the Pittsburgh Steelers are always have a special special part or special place in my heart. Um because I mean they, they gave me the chance to live out my dream and that was playing the NFL and you know, I was I think four and three as a starter in the NFL and at the end of the day nobody can ever tell me that I didn't play quarterback in the NFL and I don't think I don't think people understand how how difficult and tough it is. So it is uh it is a blessing. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every second of it. And you definitely hit. You definitely were right when you said it kind of turned into a little, uh, you know, I, was a, I don't know what you call it, but the, the fans got behind me. And, and I, I really appreciate it. love it. Yeah, well, you were the underdog guy, and they didn't expect much from you. And you won a few games. Uh, obviously, you won your first NFL start October 13th, 2019, against the Los Angeles Chargers. And you beat a guy that's a past guest on this show, and I think is going to be a future Hall of Famer in Philip Rivers. Talk about that first win. That had to be so special for you to have an NFL victory under your belt. Yes, I mean it was definitely special, just like you said. Uh, what what was cool about it, you know, like you said, I I, I was going against Philip Rivers, who's another, you know, Catholic from Alabama. So there you go, you got two Catholics from Alabama battling it out, and. You know, it was definitely, I'm glad I came on top. And, uh, well, so I got the win. We had a bye week the next week, so I went to Canada. To, I went to Saskatchewan, Canada, to duck hunting. So, you know, that that little, like, 10-day span, you know, might have been some of the best 10 days I've had in my life. So <laughs> it was uh, it was a lot of fun to, to get the win, and uh, I, I definitely I enjoyed it so much. How did you heal the media frenzy around you? Because when you become the starter for the Steelers, obviously I'm setting the stage for our listeners, the stalls in the locker room, if you're the backup, the media is not going to where the backup is. They're always around Ben and they want to get his quotes and everything. And here you go, uh, you know, being the starter for several games, you have the media frenzy around your stall. How was that? It had to be a new experience for you, but what did you think about that all and how did you embrace that? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it was a new experience just because, you know, being being a starter at Stanford for four years, I was always in front of the media and, you know, mm-hmm. we played 
we played in some big games at Stanford and, you know, came close in some big games against Mississippi State and Florida State and all that. So uh, I, I, I know I remember the uh, when, the week that they announced me the starter, I remember walking to the locker room and – and I remember, like, all the all the media people, it had to be, like, 15 or 20 of them, all in front of my locker, like, waiting on me. And I just remember walking in kind of, like, laughing and, like, looking at other people laughing. They all knew. I mean, I got a good, I've always had a good personality. And uh, so, I mean, talking to the media has never been something that's, like, ever been terrifying. Uh, you know, I, I honestly I enjoy it. I'm, I enjoy being in front of the camera. So, it was just, you know, it was funny. I think I remember telling them, I said, Oh, I haven't seen y'all all season. Good to see y'all and just messing with us. So it was, it was a good time. <laughs> Blessed to play Ron Meyer. Once again, shacking, ch- chatting, I should say, with Devlin Duck Hodges. He's playing in the CFL right now. Uh, not currently, but he will be uh, next season for the Ottawa Red Blacks. And uh, let's talk about this move up north. Devlin, a little bit different, obviously, the width of the field, the length of the field, and uh, uh, the different seasons uh, as far as when you start and when you end. But talk about going to Canada to continue your professional football career? Yes, I, I was up there this past season for, uh, I guess, close to about two months, and it was it was good. It was good to get that under my belt because, like you said, it's definitely uh, it's definitely different. Um, uh, like you said, the field's bigger. Uh, they, they play three downs instead of four downs, and there's 12 people. And if you haven't watched the CFL, you know, they got all that – the crazy kind of motion and stuff. So it was good to kind of go up there and see how it all works. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to go back up there. And, uh, it definitely, it, yeah, the season, season starts earlier. And um, sorry, hold on. I got the client that's called. Someone's trying to call me. Uh, so the season definitely starts earlier and it ends earlier. So I actually love that because it ends around mid-November. And duck season starts about mid-November down here, so uh, it kind of it kind of works out in my favor because I can duck hunt pretty much all season. Yeah, it's a match made in heaven for sure. Okay, let's take a break. On the other side, we'll find out where faith stands in the life of this professional quarterback. More with Devlin Duck Hodges when Blessed to Play returns after this. Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you will renew the face of the earth. O God, on the first Pentecost you instructed the hearts of those who believed in you by the light of the Holy Spirit. Under the inspiration of the same Spirit, give us a taste for what is right and true, and a continuing sense of his presence and power. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Welcome back to Blessed to Play. Ron Meyer joined today by Devlin Duck Hodges, professional quarterback, played in the NFL with the Pittsburgh Steelers. In 2019, compiled a 3-3 record. Um, Now is in Canada, 
playing for the Ottawa Red Blacks and uh, taking his talents up north. But what many don't know about Devlin is his life of faith, and that's why this show was created to uh, let the viewer, uh, the listeners know more about the athlete than just their talent alone. And I know you grew up in Alabama, which is the Bible Belt, obviously, Duck, and uh, you know the Catholics are in the minority. But you were a convert to Catholicism. Tell us how that went down. Yes, yeah. Um, it, it kind of just like it kind of happened when I was in high school. Uh, now I've gone to Catholic church and gone to mass a couple times with a buddy. Uh, you know, just kind of when I was growing up. And uh, I think it was just one time I remember, I forgot if I was, like, in my ninth grade year or early 10th grade, but I remember, like, just telling my mom, like, I went to Mass and tell my mom, like, hey, I, I, like, I like, really enjoyed that. And my mom had, uh, she went to John Carroll High School. Um, she, she wasn't Catholic, but she went there for, I think, a year. And so she knew about the Mass or whatnot, and just, I think, for me to come out of, you know, this out of blue and say, hey, I really enjoyed that, uh, kind of sparked their, her interest. And, you know, we kind of like, we kind of like looked, looked into, uh, becoming Catholic and converting. And then we, uh, we ended up doing the classes. And, uh, I remember it was, it was funny because I remember like, we did the classes in the spring, my 10th grade year. And they, I think they happened on like, I think it was like every Wednesday is when we did them. And there was like one Wednesday, I had baseball practice, and I remember one Wednesday after I got out of practice, I was just like telling myself, I do not want to go. I do not want to go to the class tonight. I'm tired. I don't feel like going. And well, anyways, I ended up going. And the very next day, I received my first offer to play football. I think it was uh, South Alabama. They, they gave me my first offer. So... That was that was a pretty cool little uh, experience there. So that's that's kind of how kind of how it all started, and you know we we converted to Catholicism on Easter, and you know it's it's, it's been great. So if I'm not mistaken, you your family went through the rite of Christian uh, Christian initiation of adults together, and then you entered the church together. That that is something else. Yes, sir. Me, my parents, and my brother. We all we all did it together. Well, that was a, a fabulous Easter, I'm sure. And uh, now that you are Catholic and you kind of developed Catholic guts, so to speak, what are some of the uh, uh, you know uh, devotions that are uh, that you practice that are inspiring for you? Um, I, I may uh, I may be going a little bit off of what you you know off of what you asked, but I always I always like to talk about just like the priest and how. Um, and by no means have I ever thought about entering the priesthood. That, that's not for me. But I am very inspired of how, you know, someone literally, you know, gives up, you know, the opportunity to to, to be married to, you know, a, to have a wife. You know, they, they're married. They're married to to God and all that. But uh, just it's just that's always inspired me how someone who is just devoted to that's that's what they're devoted to. They're devoted to giving us the word. And, you know, they, they, they give up a lot and, you know, something like that, that's always inspiring to me. And, uh, you know, I, I really do enjoy also the fact that you can go to any, you can go to any Catholic church 
on any given Sunday or you know Saturday night, whenever whenever you decide to go to mass, and you're gonna get the same. It may be a different uh, eulogy, but you're gonna get the same word, the same readings, all across the country. To me, that is like so cool because I, I hear a lot of people talking about they go to they go to church, and they don't know what you're gonna get, but it's just awesome how you can go to these masses. You know, whether it be in Alabama or you know Oregon, and you're gonna get the same reading. And to me, that that's just so cool, and I I, I really enjoy that because I can go I can go to mass in Arkansas when my family is back in Alabama, and call them after and talk about the readings and you know stuff like that. It's just always awesome. Yeah, and for the whole world, for that matter, the universality of the church. I remember. My early 20s being in Rome, and it was the same readings and, uh, you know, that they were practicing back uh, in America. So, yes, that shows the universality of the church and uh, the conformity to everything that is standard, which is, uh, I think, is is good to know that you're part of a a church that is like that. I want to talk about... um, uh, you know, other Catholic athletes, perhaps uh, in your professional football experience. I know I've had Alejandro Villanueva on this show, uh, as well as I mentioned Philip Rivers. But I know the Steelers had mass, too, for the players. But talk about meeting other Catholic athletes that share the same uh, religious views that you do. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of cool because, you know, I, I feel like every time I've been around or been in, like, a locker room and – you know, you you find out someone's Catholic and you kind of hit them with like, hey, you're Catholic? And they're like, yeah, you're Catholic too? And they're like, oh, all right, cool. And uh, so, yeah, you know, Al Villanueva, I can't even say his name right now. Big Al, Big Al, Big Al. Big Al, what is called Big Al for now? <laughs> but, I mean, it, it was cool because when, when I found out Al was Catholic, you know, we would talk about the Catholic Church and the faith. And, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, you know, Steelers would have mass for us every game day and, you know, it's been pretty cool because I've been I've been to some other I've been to some other places that have uh, you know for like tryouts and little workouts and like you know everywhere everywhere you go you know even if they if they got a Bible study they're gonna have a mass available they they offer both and you know like being from the Bible Belt down in the south it's you know you, you definitely can find more Catholics up north but. uh you know, it, it is cool. It is cool how they, how how these teams offer, you know, a Catholic mass uh, for both. I mean, Catholic mass and you know, just a Bible study for non-Catholics. And you know, they would have they would have mass for us on the road too. So they 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 provided the opportunity to go to mass every week, and you know, that's something I don't take for granted. Yeah, that's a great thing. Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting with Devlin Duck Hodges. He's playing professional football for the Ottawa Red Blacks in the CFL, and he played the NFL for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Devlin, I want you to talk to young people right now because I know you get asked a lot about, you know, how do you become an NFL quarterback, and they look up to you, obviously, because of your talent. But, you know, sometimes it could look, be looked at as uncool to be religious in, in our society. But talk about the importance of being faithful as an athlete and a competitive athlete. Well, I think I think one thing is, you know, as as a like you said, as a as a younger kid, you know, you definitely can almost it almost seems, you know, sometimes you can be uncool, like what you said. But you know, one thing I realized, especially when I got in the league, is there is a lot of people that are very religious, and you know, when 
when when when you step between those those lines and whatnot, you know, you definitely you definitely turn. You, know, you can be somebody different. You can play football and you can still you know be religious. But you know, there's there's some of, I met some of the nicest guys ever. You know, outside outside of football, out, you know, when they're not playing or practicing, they're some of the nicest people. They're very religious, and you know, when come game day, it's not that they're not religious, but you're like, man, you would, where where'd this guy come from? It's just <laughs> They're just playing football, and uh, you know that's one thing. That's one thing that I've realized is like the NFL. There's a lot of people that you know really, really believe in their faith. Like we ha- we would have a a Bible study every morning, um, you know, every week in the locker room, and you know with the mask. And it's not like it's just like you know three or four people going. I mean, there's there's twenty five, thirty people going to these you know to these events, and there's only sixty some people in the locker room, so I mean, there's a lot of people that believe, and, and they're not afraid to believe. And you know, I think people really understand in the NFL that you know God has really helped them, you know, made it to where they are. And uh, so, I mean, don't don't any I guess younger guy that's listening, younger kids, um, don't don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Be 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 you. Be yourself, and don't be afraid because at the end of the day. Um, you know, people gonna people gonna like you for who you are, and it's it's okay. It's a make make it cool. If, if people are telling you that it's uncool, make it cool. That's that's what I'd say. So it's uh it's it's been a really awesome experience, both on and off the field for me the past couple of years. In you know, learning professional football and being around these professional athletes. Yeah, what the folks don't see, and this is pre-COVID because it didn't get on the TV cameras, is that after an NFL game, there would be uh, players coming together from both teams in the middle of the field and taking a knee and praying together. So there is this uh, fraternity of believers within the NFL. Absolutely, 100%. Well, my guest today has been Devlin Duck Hodges and... uh, You know, what a career he did have because he was the underdog and he waited for his opportunity and did some great things in the city of Pittsburgh in the NFL. And obviously he did a bang up job at Samford University now bringing his talents to the Canadian Football League. So look for him for the Ottawa Red Blacks uh, taking snaps up there in Canada. Devlin, thanks so much, not only uh, for talking about your career, but that the hope that is within you. And I do appreciate you coming on. Blessed to play. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Hey, Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can like us on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter at Blessed to Play. For Devlin Duck Hodges, I'm Ron Meyer. We'll catch you next time right here on Blessed to Play. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at Info at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. Again, that's blessed, the number two, play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network.